0: This is the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: University of Michigan beat the University of Washington in a future Big Ten matchup 34-13. We'll talk about that game. Uh, also, I, I don't know if, uh, did, did you, have you seen it? Jimmy Kimmel snapped back on Aaron Rodgers last he night?
0: He did, man. The saga continues.
1: Yeah. Um, I watched it. I didn't think it was as savage as people are posing it to be. Well, you got to get the headline
0: out there right? so people click it.
1: But it was clearly pointed, and I think it's pretty clear that Jimmy Kimmel simply wants Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, my bad.
0: Sorry, didn't. Right. Shouldn't have said that. I,
1: that's where I think Jimmy Kimmel is. Like, yeah. dude, come out and say that I was just talking out of my rear end.
0: Sure. Own it.
1: We'll see if Aaron Rodgers does that. Uh I don't think it matters at all to Rodgers as a football player or Rodgers with the Jets. I, I don't think anybody cares about anything other than can Aaron Rodgers help the Jets win
0: next year. That's it. Yeah. Next
1: year, right, obviously, <laughs> since they uh they were not winning this year. Uh didn't they they finished what 7 and 10? The Jets? I believe so, yeah. 7 and 10 with nothing from Rodgers and nothing from an offense.
0: Yeah. So there you go.
1: The argument that the Jets could actually be a factor in the playoffs was reinforced for the second straight year. Mhm. How do they win without an offense? Cuz they for two seasons in a row they didn't have one. So lucky. And they managed to win 7 games each time. It's crazy. But, you know, it, uh, it's football. We got a lot. Of, there's, You know, we're going to talk, obviously, about the national championship game last night and what happens going forward. Um, but the NFL playoffs are super intriguing uh, to me in terms of the matchups. You've got Buffalo and Pittsburgh. We're going to get into that matchup today. Right. Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers have not won a playoff game since 2016, since that season.
0: It's a long time.
1: The Steelers. This is not the Lions haven't won a playoff game, or the the Jets haven't won a playoff. Right? Or the this Cardinals. Is The Cardinals. Right? <laughs> this is the freaking Steelers. Right? Who haven't won a playoff game since the 2016 season
0: with Mike Tomlin.
1: Right? Uh, who I believe ultimately will be a an NFL Hall of Fame coach oh, when it's should. all over. Um, and they're playing against Buffalo, that I believe is actively has been actively trying to lose games.
0: They have. Pick and choose when they show up to games.
1: They've season. won their last five. Yeah. They tried to lose in Miami. They, <laughs> they, they did everything they could they did to lose that game and couldn't, because uh, they could have gone back to Miami next week. They would have had they lost that game. They would have played. They already already clinched the playoff spot. They would have gone back to Miami. So we'll talk a little bit about Pittsburgh and Buffalo. But you've got uh, you know Dallas and Green Bay with Mike McCarthy going against his former team. You've got Detroit and the Rams the two quarterbacks mm-hmm. used to play for the other team. The Rams <laughs> right. didn't want Jared Goff and now Jared Goff is the guy in Detroit. And while Matthew Stafford had a great career in Detroit, they traded him and part of part of it was because Stafford like I want to go somewhere where they can win. Mhm. And now he's going to he's coming back with a team that absolutely can win, right? And, and playing against a team that absolutely can win. So again, None of this probably happens if Matthew Stafford is still there. That's not a knock on Stafford. He has a Super Bowl title. yeah. So it's it's just super interesting, some of the matchups. And then, of course, the Monday night game, Philadelphia at Tampa, where Philadelphia is trying to stop sucking. <laughs>
0: exactly. Talk about a team that you're like, how did this happen?
1: I saw this, and it struck me as, like, amazing. I saw I was, you know, ESPN's on in, uh, all day in the studio. Could the Eagles move on from Nick Sirianni if they don't beat Tampa? Right? Like It's a valid question. Last year you were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You were 10 and 1 this year. Now, the decision to change defensive coordinators thinking that that was the problem. Their defense got worse. Oh, yeah. the, at the end of the season, Maybe that was a poor decision. Maybe it was a reactionary decision. But are, are you really moving on from a coach that has won so many games simply because, look, at the end of the season, the defense wasn't as good. The offense wasn't as good either.
0: or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
1: But that doesn't mean the head coach is the problem. No. Sometimes your players aren't playing well. They've dealt with a lot of injuries. Jalen Hurts hasn't been the same quarterback the last four or five weeks, maybe maybe even longer. Um, The truth is it's hard to do this. Year over year over year over year. Are the Chiefs going to move on from Andy Reid? Chiefs aren't as good as they have been.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely not, though. There's no I mean, way. They're
1: not moving on from Andy Reid. No way. So, I mean, look, I'm not putting Nick Sirianni in Andy Reid's category because Andy Reid is, to Amazing. me, he's a, like a notch below Bill Belichick mm-hmm. when it comes to being historically great. Reid's one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, but I'm not saying that you get, you you're know, moving on from Nick Sirianni, as much as we like to make fun of Sirianni when he came in with his rock, paper, scissors thing, <laughs>
0: yeah, which was the dumbest thing ever. Oh, but man. it was funny. Yeah. We loved it. Gives us things <laughs> to talk about. it, it
1: Nick Sirianni and Dan Campbell. Yeah. Campbell gave us we're going to bite their kneecaps. The kneecaps. And yep. Sirianni's like we're going to play rock, 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 paper, scissors. Yeah, we're going to find out how competitive you are. And then like,
0: Frank Reich is talking about right. how vanilla we are. That's that's what we got.
1: <laughs> you know, D- Darren Gantz said that he was. Uh, we shouldn't disparage the flavor we of vanilla.
0: I love vanilla. Do you? I do. Mm-hmm. You could dress it up with ever, you know, with whatever you, you can,
1: want. but you have to. That's the problem. <laughs> that's why it's vanilla. You have to put other stuff in it to really make it, <laughs> uh, to make it exciting. All right. Let's talk about last night. Let's get it started. Ah, let's get it started. 34 13. Final score. Michigan over Washington. Let's get it Interesting. I think people will understand what I'm about to say here. I thought the final score, the score line was accurate. I thought Michigan was that better, that much better than Washington last night. They were. However, if you watch the game, even into the fourth quarter, this game was right there. Right there for Washington to win.
0: So many passes that should have been caught that weren't by Washington.
1: I mean, it's not just drop passes. There were a couple of those. But there were missed receivers by Michael Penix. Oh, yeah. So many chips Then they do complete one, and it's called back for a hold, which eh, was probably a little light based on some of the penalties that they uh, didn't call earlier in the game. But honestly, we'd be stupid to focus on that. So I hope people will not. Um, calls are missed. Calls are made over the course of a football game. If you watch the game, Michigan made more plays than Washington made when it was crunch time, when those plays needed to be made. There were two big touchdown runs, right, uh, by Donovan Edwards to change the game. It was 17-3, to and Michigan was about to deliver the knockout blow, and I think this is what Jim Harbaugh was going for. They went for it right near midfield. I don't remember if it was just plus territory or minus territory, but it was around midfield uh, in the first half. They have a 14-point lead. You could pin them, punt it and pin them back. But at this point, if you're Michigan, man, we could deliver a knockout blow now. So I, I respected going for it. They didn't get it. Washington ends up scoring. And ultimately, that game was there for them. All second half long, the game was sitting there for Washington to win, right? But they And they overcame their own mistakes because the first play of the second half, they come out of halftime, it's 17-10, you have the ball, you score a touchdown on this drive, it is a completely different game. It
0: changes everything.
1: First play, interception. Yep. Michigan didn't do anything with it. I think they kicked a field goal. I think they kicked the field goal off of that possession. Maybe they didn't. Whatever. Ultimately, the game got to 20-10. to Then it got to 20-13. to It was still right there. Michigan was actively keeping Washington in the game. Washington's defense was also, at that point, pretty good. But Michigan just did enough. And then, the end, the separation came with the final score. But I thought that this was really, that was, Michigan was that much better. The the. My eyeballs told me that Michigan was a couple of touchdowns better.
0: Oh, yeah. They were dominant. Than
1: Washington last night. Here's Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, if you didn't know, uh, after the game.
0: Glorious. Glorious win. Could not be happier or prouder. Our team, 15-0. Yeah, took on all comers. Last one standing. It's a great feeling. uh, So happy for our players, for our parents, for their grandparents, our coaches, Throne Moore, Jesse Minner, Jay Harbaugh, the coordinators, the coaches, the staff. I just couldn't uh, couldn't have had a better game. Jesse Minner, I mean, A plus plus the whole way. And uh, for me personally, I can now sit at the big person's table in the family. They won't they won't they won't keep me over there in the on the little table anymore. My dad Jack Harbaugh won a national championship, and my brother won a Super Bowl. So. Uh, yeah. good to it's good to be at
1: the big person table from now on and that was entertaining by the way uh he didn't mention that my big brother john harbaugh won the super bowl against me he didn't (laughs) mention that I, that I, i was there for that game um but yeah he didn't mention that but yeah i mean look there's other things about jim harbaugh we could talk about but that was cool Right. He's talking about his dad, by the way, uh, was Jay Harbaugh, I think is uh, like another brother or cousin, whatever. Yeah. He's on the coaching staff, too. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a cool element. I will say, though, you didn't really take on all comers. No. I mean, if we're being honest here, you didn't exactly extend yourself in the non-conference schedule. East yep. Carolina, UNLV and Bowling Green. So all comers. Nah, you can miss me with that. And your schedule within the Big Ten, frankly, it's hard to have a good schedule within the Big Ten because the league is ultimately trash. We could sit here all day long and you could pretend that the Big Ten is something that it isn't. But what it isn't is a great football league. It's a rich football league, but there are. Michigan had a one-game regular season. I'll give you a game and a half. We'll count Penn State, who's a bit of a front, good team, but not a great team. By any stretch of the imagination, very limited. They were not going to ever win that game. Ohio State wasn't even the great version of Ohio State this year. And then you play Iowa in the conference championship game. Iowa could be still be playing now and not score. They're terrible. A terrible offensive team. Uh, so, ultimately, they had a one-and-a-half game regular season, counting the Big 12, Big 10 championship game. But Alabama? And the win yesterday, validated a 15-0 and 0 season. Not taking anything away from, they were the best team. And they looked like the best team, even though they were playing nobody. They looked like the best team all year long. They played like a team that was going to win a national championship. And they were great last night. So many different elements of that game, of the way they put it together. That, war, that was really, really cool. And here's what Harbaugh will take away.
0: The team, the team, the team. That's the thing that's just echoing in my ear right now. As I said, it's it's uh, nothing super fancy, just good old fashioned teamwork. And uh, as Bo Sambeckler used to say, Scott, you know, no man, no player, no coach is bigger than the team. Team one hundred and forty-two is now legendary and uh, has given a has given a new standard, a new ceiling, uh, you know, for future teams to to break through. Michigan who I believe has
1: more wins than any other program in the history of college football has not won a national championship outright since 1948. They won a split national championship in 1997. This is before the, actually the year before the bowl championship series, before the Rose bowl became part of the BCS and Tennessee beat Florida state in the very first BCS title game. Before, it was termed mythical because there were two different polls, and sometimes the polls split. And in 1997, they did. Michigan got the AP version, and Nebraska got the ESPN coaches poll. The AP is the media poll. The coaches poll, which was also sponsored by USA Today, and I guess ESPN, I don't know who who was sponsoring it. Um, But the coaches poll chose Nebraska, and you could argue for both, right? Um, Michigan, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you who was better or not. We, they did not play. Uh, but that was the last time Michigan even shared the national championship, 1997. They've only got, for all of their history, they have four national championships. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat.
0: Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: I mean ever. 97, 48, and then 1901 and 1902.
0: Wow. Uh- yes that's throwing it back that
1: is definitely I don't remember either of those games they were not televised no they weren't they were not televised um but last night they did look the part Kalen DeBoer Washington's head coach after the loss
0: well first of all just uh congrats to coach Harbaugh and uh Michigan on a on a great season and um you know well played game tonight um you know they're obviously a very good football team and um you know, on our end, I'm just proud of these guys. Starts with these two that are up here, and uh, everyone in the locker room um, wasn't what we were expecting. Um, we came, and I, I know our mentality and mindset was to come in and, and win the football game. But um, you know, sometimes things don't always go the way that uh, that you want. And um, you know, I'm proud of uh, what these guys have done this year and over the last two years, and um, we got to a lot got a lot uh, got a lot of great things happening within uh, you know our program and. Um, We've got a lot lot to build off of.
1: Uh, You know, Michael, uh, that's uh, Washington coach Kalen DeBoer. Um, Michael Penix had a great year after the semifinal game, the win over Texas. There were a lot of people screaming that he should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Well, we should wait until the end of the season before we vote. That's fine. I mean, um, it does create recency bias. When we see players do it at that on that stage. But maybe on that stage should also matter. I'm, I'm not arguing one way or the other. Uh, the rules are you vote when the regular season ends. And that's through the conference championship games. And I did vote for Michael Penix first this year. Um, I voted for uh, Daniels from LSU who won it. I voted for him second. And I voted for Bo Nix, the quarterback at Oregon third. Uh, it was not a great year for defensive players, so I didn't vote for a defensive player. I like to vote for a defensive player when I can. Um, but there wasn't anybody that this year that really screamed, you got to vote for that person. Um, but Penix was not good last night. So ultimately, uh, if we waited for everything to play out, it's very possible that people just go, oh, Daniels is the best player. And that's fine. I don't even care. Um, but Penix had opportunities to make plays, and it wasn't all his fault because no. there were some drops last night, and the 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 fourth down pass to uh, Rome Adunze in the first quarter, which he was wide open on a fourth and seven play, so open that might have been Adunze's fault, not Penix's fault. Yeah, it's possible that Adunze was supposed to track back. Outside the numbers. But because he was so open. Decided I'm just going to stay where I am. And Penix could have already delivered the ball. So I'm not sure whose fault it was. But there were plenty of other throws that Penix made. That were simply too high. Yes. He had chances to hit receivers. He also looked. Didn't notice open receivers. When he had some of those. So. It was not his best game. And
0: boy, to... did he get beat up, too. He did. He
1: got hit hard. Michigan's defensive tackles. We're going to talk about this with Mike Felder uh, in a little bit. Two things that jumped out at me about the game. Michigan's tackling was spectacular. Yes. And Michigan's defensive tackles applied the pressure right up the middle and made it difficult for Pennix to have time, to feel comfortable in the pocket, and maybe that contributed to a lot of passes being a little too tall for his receivers. Um, it, was a, it was a really, really good defensive game by Michigan, even though uh, Washington had tons of opportunities to make plays, and it was a game they really could have won. Real quick, before we take a break, Mike is going to join us on the other side, and we'll talk about the national championship game and all of that. So the Panthers, now we have their list, and I'm sure they will be adding to this list over time. Uh, they have requested permission to interview the following coaches uh, across the NFL. Um, and you won't be surprised, there are more offensive m- names on this then defensive names on this. And these are all coordinators, offensive or defensive coordinators. On the offensive side of the ball, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. That's been the hot rumor. Uh, Texans OC, Bobby Sloick. Texas, uh, The Texans had a very good year. Uh, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Uh, Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Even though the head coach, Mike McDaniel, is really the offensive coordinator, Uh, Todd Munkin, who runs the Ravens' offense, and Dave Canales, who runs the Buccaneers. Those are the offensive guys that the Panthers want to interview defensively. Dan Quinn from Dallas, Mike McDonald from the Ravens. Boy, did their defense have a great, great season. Raheem Morris. Defensive coordinator for the Rams, he is the only one on this list, other than Dan Quinn, with head coaching experience. Raheem Morris, um, I'd love to see him interviewed. We'll talk. We can talk to Steve Logan. Logan was on staff in Tampa when Morris was the head coach there. He thinks the world of Raheem Morris. Uh, really smart coach that was put in a very difficult position, and he was very young, maybe even too young to be a head coach, even though we've seen what we have today, which is super young, brilliant mind, offensive-minded head coaches, but um, so that's the list as we see it now, Uh, and you can't do anything for another week or two weeks, uh, but you can do something on Zoom. You can't do anything in person.